BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is the four-man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with two of the gentlemen. We got Canardo and Kevin. All right, we are on Christmas duty, and we're going to bring it to you swift and exact. Only, only the way the four-man rush can. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about, obviously, the Colts game. Um, <laughs> we didn't even score a touchdown. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the Colts game. We'll talk about briefly about Will Greer. Um, obviously, we, we didn't get to see that much of him um, other than, you know, um, some great footwork, some some great uh, – it's, it's nice to see some some pocket presence. Um, that, was, that was good to see, but, you know – those those young players, man, you know they they like to they like to try, it. you know they like they like to test the waters, and you know one of the first things these these young bucks will tell you when they come out of college into the league, the game's a lot faster, you know what you think is open is not going to be open for very long, so you got you got to be got to be careful about that. Um, so we we'll talk about the Colts game, we'll talk about some exclusive news that Kevin just picked up um, from his source uh, behind the lines, um, and we'll talk about. Uh, the the locker room situation, um, you know, and uh, obviously we'll we'll talk talk briefly briefly about this Saints game coming up. Um, I, I hate, I mean, I, I wish these guys would take it more um, more seriously, but you know, you know, you, you got a game, fellas, and you got to play. You, you got to play. Come on, man, and it just at least end the season on a good note. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about all that, man. So um, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, we'll start off with the Colts game, and you guys give your critique. Um, I know it's not a lot to, not a lot of good to talk about, and we can't talk about bad all day long. But you know, you know, just uh, give us your critique on the game, fellas, and we'll go from there. Um, Kevin, we'll start with you. Um, <laughs> Colts, Panthers, WTF? Yeah, well, as far as me and the. Uh... The game goes Sunday. <laughs> um, uh, I really hate sounding repetitive. It's <laughs> it's pretty much been the same old thing that it's been. So at this point, it is what it is. And for me, what it is is that we we do more damage to ourselves than than other teams do. And and once we do our damage to ourselves, other teams just hop on it and they just you know steamroll us off the field. That's pretty much. Where it is at this point with me coming into this game, it, it was opportunities that we could take advantage of. They had several 
players missing on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. And he didn't, man, it's just a, uh, just another bad game in a in a season of bad games. You know, this current losing streak now is up to seven games. Uh, we was five and three after we beat Tennessee, and that's the last time. You know, we've heard Sweet Caroline play after a game. Mm, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I personally have to go on YouTube Music to um, to know what that song sound like. I almost forgot the lyrics because. Haven't had a reason to truly sing it like it's meant to be sung. Um, you know, offensively, you know, we need to score a touchdown. So it's um, just another lackluster performance in all areas. You know, offensive line still inconsistent blocking. Um, pass was his pass play or run play. You know, we'll see some good here and there, but overall, the lack of consistency from this unit continues to limit us offensively. I, I know that Christian McCaffrey is playing out of his mind and wow. trying to do everything that he can to, you know, stick as many of his talented fingers in the dam to stop all these leaks. But at the end of the day, that man only got 10 fingers and 10 toes. And right now we got about 40 leaks. So it ain't but so much that he can do. You know, we'll get into a little bit more about his chase for the, uh, get into uh, the elusive thousand thousand club a little bit later on uh, defensively, you know, giving up third downs, whether it's by bad play or penalties, uh, Vernon Butler losing his damn mind. I'm officially, and let me put this on record because anybody that's been know, know me about Vernon Butler, I've been by far his biggest fan, his biggest supporter, found every silver lining to give this man to show why he can be a, a key piece to this team. But after that display, you know, my hands are done with him. Done. I, I, I don't need that type of player representing the jersey that I probably called my team that was uncalled for, that was totally idiotic, that was boneheaded, whatever words you want to describe. Me, I just call it for what it is. That was a dumbass play by a player that was getting his ass handed to him and he couldn't handle it. Exactly. And, you know, you're going to do a sucker move like that? Um, I personally have no more room to tolerate him on a Carolina Panther, Panther roster. If by some unforeseen measure he does, True. I'll suck it up, but um, oh. I'm no longer on the Vernon Butler train when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Special teams, wow. <laughs> You know, we had said throughout this losing streak, the one thing that's been steady was special teams play. Well, I guess they decided to join the suck party, too, because they absolutely let an unknown returner. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he earned special teams player of the week. Yeah, you know, we, we're, we're known to get people paid this year, folks. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's Go you know, two, two um, punt returns, you know, for touchdowns. Uh, another third long return to set up another touchdown. And when we watch it on film, you know, players are just not staying disciplined. They, they, there are several players all in the same area and one moved to the outside and it was off to the races. Mm-hmm. And uh, we was, you know, last episode we was talking about how, you know, it'd be nice if we kept Chase Blackburn, you know, around for the next regime. 
I'm not gonna let one bad game, you know, get rid of that. But that kind of display would make it hard for whoever's coming in to consider, you know, keeping you around. Uh, but for me, it was just another piss poor performance by piss poor team, and that's all I can say about it, Tim. All right, man. Dang. <laughs> I had that game in the back of my head, and then it came all back again, it. But we got to talk about it, man. We got to talk about it. I appreciate it, Kevin. Um, Gennardo, your take on it, sir. Man, you know, quite honestly, man, you know, Kevin pretty much summed it up. There's not really much I can say about this game. It's, it's a bad football team at this point, man. We, we keep on saying this. We keep on talking about the same miscues week after week after week. This whole seven-game losing streak. We're we saying the same thing. Players aren't disciplined. Offensive line isn't blocking. They aren't getting to the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So the pass rush is almost non-existent. And week after week, man, it's, it's always a different unit that lets us down. I keep on saying this. You know, one week is the offensive line. The next week is the defense, defensive line. This week, it was the special teams that lets us down. And they came right out the gates with it, man. You know, in the first quarter, 84-yard uh, punt return by <laughs> an unknown Naeem Hines, just like Kevin was just saying. And then he comes back and sets up another one, a 40-yard touch, uh, 40-yard return, you know, that sets his team up on the Carolina Panthers 36-yard line, mm -hmm. and they end up punching it in for another touchdown. Mm -hmm. So I think all in all, the brother had, what, 197 yards as far as returning? Uh, yeah. So that, that's monster numbers that he's putting out there. Almost 200 yards he puts up as far as punt returns. So, that, I mean, there's bad football teams find ways to lose. And this is seven weeks straight they found another way to lose. So, I mean, this is, this team is in disarray right now. And it's not just on the field, but in the locker room. I don't think that brother has control of this locker room right now, man. You know, Perry Farrell, few You know what I'm saying? You know, let's just keep it real with that. Yep. I know that he just got interviewed, you know, for, for a job, you know, for the head coaching job, which I don't think he's going to get. But uh, this is just, you know, you look at it when Ron was here, you know, hey, you know, I, just like I got to echo what you said, Tim. Yeah, we might have think that, you know, things were getting out of control with Ron, but, man, these things weren't happening when he was at the helm, man. Nah, bro. These things weren't happening. Players weren't punching people when they were on the ground. They weren't flicking off the crowd with their middle finger. Mm -hmm. They weren't telling the crowd to fuck you, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Excuse my French. Mm -hmm. These things weren't happening. You you didn't have the, the leaders, you know, jumping out, you know, Greg Olson and McCaffrey. These guys really don't talk that much, man. They all about their play, and we're going to get some more into that a little bit later on. Yeah. That's a conversation in itself right there. That's a whole conversation. But when they start voicing their frustration, that's bad news, man. That, that's, 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 that's bad news, right? You got, you got to take the temperature of the team. And the temperature, man, is, is very high right now in that team. Man. It's, it's, it's not a good look. You know, you, you, go in that team, you go in that game. I mean, I know I'm predicting them to win. Hey, you know, if they, they win, they win. If they lose, they lose, man. But to give up that type of effort right there, you, won't, you don't even score a touchdown, just two field goals. Man, that, that, that's a shame. You got to put up a little bit more of a fight than that, man. This is, like I said, not a good football team. They're thinking about, man, their their vacation right now. They're thinking about, you know, getting up with their beautiful old women and, you know, going to the Cayman Islands and playing some golf, smoking some cigars. Mm -hmm. They're not even focused on the game right now, man. Mm -hmm. And that's showing. Mm -hmm. That's showing, man. Like I said, man, you know, whoever comes in next, the general manager, if it's a general manager or a head coach, they got their, man, it, it's, man, they, they got a lot of work to do, man. They have a lot of work to do. Bad effort this weekend. It's not even really worth talking about, man. No. The only bright spot was McCaffrey. 
who's yeah. on that tr- who's on that 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 run right now for the thousand thousand club. He had about 119 yards as far as receiving. Mm-hmm. I think he only needs about 63 more yards receiving to get to a thousand, and I think he can get that in the first half. And as soon as he gets that, I think you need to go in and take him out of there. Get him out of there. Ahead <laughs> of myself, but go ahead, get get go ahead, man. Accomplish that accomplishment. Add that that feather to your cap, and then get the hell out of that game, man. It's not worth it at this point. Mm. So, as far as this game, man, you know, it's just Greer. You know, I will get more into him as well. Uh, I know that I've given him a lot of flack over the season. Still not a fan of that third round pick, but hey, man, that that brother, man, he he did some things that really impressed me. Yeah. No, and yeah. people can talk about the three interceptions, but two of those interceptions weren't his fault. Let's just mm-hmm. call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Two of those interceptions were not his fault. Mm-hmm. The receivers, it was on them. They got the ball snatched out. You know what I'm saying? He put it where it needed to be as far as his elusiveness. You know, he knew when to get rid of the ball at times. Mm-hmm. And I was very proud of him, you know what I'm saying? Hold on to that ball. If you're going to take that sack, take the sack. Mm-hmm. Or if there's nothing there, just throw it out of bounds. When you saw that that lane was open, he took that lane, no hesitation. Yeah. So I was, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a little right now. When that lane opens up, so he he really did a good job of doing that. And um, I think if he continues to improve, man, that that backup spot could possibly be his. I don't think he'd be stepping on any toes at this point. No, I really don't. So that that I mean, I definitely think he's he's more talented than Kyle Allen is, and I think he could possibly. I'm really looking forward to seeing him play this weekend so, uh, against a very tough Saints team. That's going to show me a little bit more right there. Mm-hmm. But the offensive line didn't do him any favors, man. You know, we, we we said it in the beginning of the game, you know, hey, you know, for this guy to have any success, you you got to help him out. You got to help this kid out, man. You got you to play a little bit harder this game. And they didn't give him that. He sacked, what, five times? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, just, man, they they did nothing to help this young man. He was, he was rattled, but he did the best that he could do as best as he knew how. And I, hey, man, I applaud him, man. You know, I'm very proud of him. And I think he's only going to continue to improve. But this game is just this. I mean, how many times in the season do you say that I'm, I'm so embarrassed, man? This is the most embarrassed that I've been. You know, they had a 50 burger dropped on them this year. You know, then they had so many blowouts this year. It's just like this is just another one. It's, it's almost like you get numb to it after a while, which isn't good. And I'm, I'm just numb to the blowouts right now. And, at this point, man, I'm just ready for it to just be over with, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I did, just like Greg Olson says, and it stuck with me, the fans deserve better. Exactly. And I, I love that man for saying that because, you know, he's here all these years. He cares about the fans, what they think, and he's right. The fans do deserve better than the product that they're put down on the field. Why should people spend their hard-earned money to go see him when they know that they're not going to give 100% effort? Now, I mean, that's just where I'm at with it. You know, for next week, you know what I'm saying? Why, why should somebody... Spend their hard-earned money to see that. If that's the type of effort that they're going to give week in and week out. The same mistakes week after week after week. You know, when, it, when a child puts his hand on a hot stove one time, you think he learned his lesson, right? Yeah, I would hope so. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing right here. Mm-hmm. You're making the same mistakes week after week after week. You haven't learned your lesson from it. And it's not all talent, man. The talent is there. We got the talent. The talent is there, man. Yeah. So, man, what else is going on? We we, we going to get into all of that, man. But, you know, it's just, man, very, very disappointed, man. Very disappointed. And it's just another opportunity for the Indianapolis Colts, even though they're not going to the playoffs. Hey, they they get to end things on a high note, but they, they beat us. You know what I'm saying? So we've just been passed around the last several weeks, and that's very embarrassing. That's all I got to say for that, man. No doubt, man. 
as as far as far as I as, as far as I go, man, I, I it's, it seems to me, and I, Greg Olson touched on this in the, in, in the interview I, that he did after the game, man. It's guys just don't they they don't they're not taking the game serious. They're not. Uh, it's well, it's like hero ball has gone, you know, has gone ape shit. It's kind of you know, kind of say you know, it's it's just gotten worse. You know, we saw hero ball here there early on, but we were winning. Now when we're losing, you know, it, people just just really getting out out of out of line and you know just flying to flying to the same gap and you know I'll, it's just it's just horrible, man. It, I, I I agree with you, man. But you know, um, CMC has <laughs> has done more than his share. Um, to keep to keep this team afloat, man, and you know, it's I, I hate it for him, dude. I really do. I, I hate I hate it for him because he's he's given a hundred and twenty percent each and every damn game, man. And and it seems like guys don't even they don't even respect that. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I mean, some some guys are going hard. I ain't saying everybody's just falling off. Some guys are going hard. I mean, in the chat, um, if I'm not mistaken, in our chat, um. Uh, Kevin, if I'm not mistaken, I think Will mentioned that Paradise is actually getting better over the past couple of weeks, um, and and his his protection and and, and blocking is his blocking scheme. Is that was that is that right? Yeah, actually, um, yeah, actually, that is correct. You know, over the past, including this game in the Colts, over the past three games, uh, Paradise has been more consistent with his with his blocking. Uh, been able to put together more positive plays and negative plays. Uh, every once in a while, you know, he'll still get, you know, bum rushed or or take a whiff. But overall, those plays are far fewer and he's making far more impactful plays, uh, particularly getting um, particularly uh, getting to the second level to linebackers and also uh, maintaining the block after the uh, double team from the guard. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as I stated with Paradise, I know a lot of people want to throw him under the bus, you know, because he's been ranked the worst starting center in the NFL. And I get that. I mean, his play this season has been, you know, downright horrible. But as, as we stated on here, you know, the reasons why we're talking about a man that, you know, 12 months ago, uh, just had surgery from a uh, a broken tibula, you know, broken left leg, and mm. pretty much was very limited as far as all season conditioning goes. And anyone that's ever played football, particularly in the line, a particular lineman, knows that that is critical as far as you know getting the flexibility and the leverage and the strength. And you know, if you're basically going from the rehab table to the practice field to to the game field with, without without having without having that then yeah th this is the results of what happens um but yeah i mean he's someone that as i stated i think will um be a better player for us in 2020 now because he is only on a three-year deal and this would be the second year uh, that three-year deal, by no means, I am not opposed to us drafting a, an interior lineman that can play uh, play the center position, center and guard uh, for us. Definitely not opposed to that. So, 
you know, but I definitely think that someone that that was the, the number two rated center uh, in 2018 does not go from two to 32 without without reason. That's that's logical. So I'm looking forward to seeing what a full off season will show from us in in Paradise. And you know, you listeners out there, feel free to call me out if I'm wrong again next year. I've I've had a few crow burgers already for this season, so you know uh, when when I find out the reasons why a player's not performing, you know it's not excuses, but it's, it is you know reasons why. I'm willing to be more patient to see the results because you know on film prior to his leg getting broken, he was easily a a uh, a, a top high level player at the center position for uh, in the NFL. So there's some good news out there of Panther fans. You know, unfortunately, we just have to wait for all these things to come together and, you know, and then, and then make our assessment and go forward from that point, man. It's just, wow, this this waiting game is, is, is something. And, you know, and, and during the waiting, we have to keep looking at this subpar football team that came out of nowhere, it seemed like, because, you know, if you guys have been following us since, you know, since OTAs and training camp, Heck, we you know we thought we was gonna have have one heck of a season, um, you know it's it's just disheartening. But you know at, at the end of the day, folks, we got we we do have pieces on this team that can um, that can take us take us places. We just just gotta keep pounding. We just gotta keep pounding. That's 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 the bottom line. Now there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we have disgruntled. Players, of course, but you know we've uh, we not no not the four man rush, but the Panther organization has been um, looking at some coaches. Uh, one Mike McCarthy uh, was interviewed most most recently. Canardo, um, uh, you wanna you wanna speak on uh, uh, speak on coach and uh, what, what what you know about him? For you know, some of these folks might not be they might not follow the Packers like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coach that you're speaking of is Mike McCarthy, man. I've, I've been on board with him since day one, really. You know what I'm saying? Even before, mm-hmm. you know, there was talk about, you know, possibly, you know, interviewing him. I know he he got fired, you know, uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. in Green Bay. And I think I know who the culprit is behind that, Aaron Rodgers. Let's just call it for what it is. It was between him and Aaron Rodgers. And who do you think the org- organization is going to pick at that point? <laughs> so mm-hmm. they they made their decision. Um I think he's a man's man. Uh, he's an offensive-minded coach. I think that's something that, you know, a direction we need to go on right now. Uh, I think a lot of people will disagree with me with that, but oh well. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, man, just, man, he's been in the game for a long time. And uh, he's done some great things with the Green Bay Packers. You know, some people could say that, you know, and I've heard a lot of people saying this. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers made him, but I, I disagree with that. You know, I, I think, man, you know, he really had control of that locker room. And he did a lot of great things there. So, you know, definitely be on the lookout for that. I think he he is going to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers, especially from what Kevin just said. As far as, you know, two weeks from now, you know, we're going to know who the head coach is. What, what better option do you have out there right now? I'm looking at all the options right now as far as collegiate level and professional. I don't think you'll find a better head coach out there right now. And I think that he can do some things with what we have here in Carolina. We're, we don't have to start from ground zero. And I think that that's the type of coach that you could bring in. You can kind of, you know, work with Cam Newton when he comes back healthy. I think he'll come back healthy. 
offensive weapons that you have. McCaffrey, the most explosive player, I keep saying it, in the league. And you have DJ Moore, then you have Curtis Samuel. So the pieces are in place. The talent is there, guys. Don't give up just yet, man. It's there. But you just kind of need somebody to gel it together. And I think that Mike McCarthy, he's the right person for it. Ron Revere, defensive-minded coach. You know, he was part of the Chicago Bears. You know, that, that's what he was. But you kind of need somebody else, man, you know, along with Scott Turner, you know, to kind of, you know, combine him, you know, him and Mike McCarthy together, and they can come up with something special. So that's really why I have my eye on Mike McCarthy. I think he will be the choice in the next few weeks. And I think he's going to do some great things in Carolina. You know, just stay tuned. It's, it's going to take a little time. But some things you're going to see immediately. You're going to see some things immediately. And some things it's going to take a few years to see. But uh, that that's really my take on Mike. Hey Kevin, what, what's uh, what's McCarthy's? Uh, now we know he's an offensive-minded coach, but what what sets him apart from other coaches um, in terms of his his uh, his his approach? You know? Yeah, well, it's good that you uh, asked me that, uh, Tim, because I was actually uh, looking at uh, McCarthy's NFL background here. Quite interesting, just to uh, give you give you give you all some insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McCarthy entered the NFL in 1993. Uh, he was hired by uh, then head coach Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, he basically worked two years as a uh, offensive quality control coordinator in 93 and 94. Then uh, 1995, he through 1998, he was the quarterback coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he worked with guys like Rich Gannon, Elvis Gerbach, and Steve Bono. Um, anyone is Followed NFL back then knows that uh, those guys put up some very solid, productive numbers during that time. Yep. Uh, when uh, Schottenheimer resigned after the '98 season, uh, McCarthy went on to become the Green Bay Packers quarterback coach um, that year in 1999. And Brett Favre threw for 4,000 yards uh, that year, which was the best total for him. Uh, but after that season, the entire Packers coaching staff was released after the 99 season. So McCarthy went down to New Orleans and was the offense coordinator for the New Orleans Saints, believe it or not. Uh, mm. He was the New Orleans Saints offense coordinator from 2000 to 2004. Mm. Uh, during that time, he was voted the NFC assistant coach of the year um, in 2004, you know, been recognized for his work. Um, obviously, for those that remember, that was a time when uh, Ricky Williams was was that guy. You know, after they traded their entire draft to get them, <laughs> uh, you know, but we'll leave that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2005, McCarthy went out to become the offense coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers um, here for us. So he got to work with Alex Smith, who was the uh, number one overall pick that year. Mm. And after that one year stop in San Francisco, um, he was interviewed by the Packers general manager January 8, 2006. And three days later, he became the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. So from 2006 to 2018, which is 12 seasons, he was the Green Bay Packers head coach. Uh, his overall record is 125 wins, 77 losses, two ties. Uh, winning percentage is uh, 618, so 61%, almost 60% of his games. 10-8 uh, and eight record in the uh, postseason. So, you know, just going over his NFL background, you know, he – is someone that is uh, definitely of uh, the offensive mind uh, mindset, working with quarterbacks, uh, working with different styles and different systems based on, you know, the players that uh, he worked with prior to become the Packers head coach. 
Uh, obviously, working with uh, Green Bay, you got to coach uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, um, one Hall of Famer and another future Hall of Famer. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of credibility on, you know, to go with his background. Now, I know a lot of I've seen several fans be like, man, he had Aaron Rodgers all them years, and only got one Super Bowl. Um, you know, well, one thing that he did by being off this past season was you know, he said he's been, uh, McCarthy says he's been studying exclusively the latest NFL trends and, and has, you know, had other coaches, you know, with him to look at all the current trades, I mean, trends and nuances of today's NFL game. So he's definitely taken upon himself to evolve, you know, his thinking um, and his strategy is what it would take to be a successful NFL coach. Now, I'm going to be honest, McCarthy wouldn't be my first pick, but he wouldn't be a bad pick, you know, if if McCarthy only brought one Super Bowl to the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton in his term here, I'll take that. I'll take it all day long. <laughs> all day you know, long. I mean, you know, for those that want to make that comparison, but... Yeah. Um, Bring it. <laughs> McCarthy, yeah, McCarthy is, is an interesting choice, and... You know, he had the interview. I, I, I think he was someone that, if hired by the Carolina Panthers, uh, he, he 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 does qualify to fit the mold of what um, of what Mr. Tepper said he was looking for. He said someone with old school discipline. I mean, anybody that worked up on the Marty Schottenheimer definitely knows old school discipline. For those of us that know what type of coach Marty Schottenheimer was, mm-hmm. so that part there, and by him, like I said, spending the entire 2019. Season learning the new, the nuances of NFL um, trends. So, you know, he definitely put himself in position to uh, be someone that could possibly be an option. So, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I definitely like his ability to uh, um, to be innovative. I mean, you know, he was innovative at Green Bay. To be honest with you, um, I just from what I remember when you know when Green Bay came to. To, to to B of A and played us, um, and of course watching them during during his tenure there, they seem to do a lot of um, four wide, you know, five wide, and then they go they'll go jumbo on you out of nowhere. You know, is he he was he was a he was a heck of a offensive minded coach then. I mean, if he's been you know just studying, I mean, you already got a great mind like that, and he's just been sitting back studying, you know. You know, you know, diagnosing uh, the new trends and things of that nature, man. With with Chris, Christian McCaffrey, he has to be salivating about that. Getting a healthy Cam and a McCaffrey with that with that type of, oh my gosh, dude! Whew. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you invest in that old line with the healthy Cam and and, and uh, McCaffrey, I mean, look what McCaffrey did behind us. Yeah. This uh, farce of an offensive line—that's that's that's scary. That's this scary. man could possibly get a thousand thousand with a substandard offensive line with, with a backup quarterback. So inject talent on the offensive line. Inject a health, a healthy, mm-hmm. even more motivated, competitive Cam Newton mm-hmm. with a also a highly motivated coach such as a McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the it, it could be very. Yeah, very interesting. I don't want to, you know, sell no dreams here, but um, it's definitely something worthwhile. And Tim, I, you know, you know me. I'm always, you know, looking up the numbers. Yeah, go for it. You know, a lot of people want to, you know, 
piss on McCarthy because they said he only won one Super Bowl in all those years with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, ridiculous. you know, what I'm looking at is uh, consistent winning. When uh, Aaron Rodgers, after Brett Favre left in 2008, with Aaron Rodgers taking over in 2009, um, the Packers' record was has was uh, eleven and five in two thousand nine, two thousand ten when they won the Super Bowl they were ten and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next year they came back in 2011, 15 and one, 2012, 11 and five, two thousand thirteen they were eight seven and one, two thousand fourteen twelve and four, two thousand fifteen ten and six, two thousand sixteen uh, also ten and six, and then his last two seasons. Uh, 2017, 7-9, and 9, and 2018, 4-7. and 7. Uh, Obviously wasn't great, but, you know, from 2009 to 2016, you know, you're talking about consecutive winning seasons. Yep. You know, this is something that we've never known as Carolina Panther fans. So, uh, yeah, only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but was in the playoffs for, what is this, eight straight seasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as well, and we're t- I'm looking at the end results. Uh, lost the NFC Championship game, lost the NFC Championship game, um, division round. So not only were they getting into playoffs, but they were making uh, making noise as well. So you know, for those that want to just write out McCarthy solely off of that, uh, I think you got to mm. dig deeper and realize that mm. a lot of times they they didn't have a defense to complement what Aaron Rodgers and uh, his offense was uh, able to put up as well. So. You know, I'm just saying be more open-minded, you know, uh, as far as the idea of Mike McCarthy. Canardo, you have anything to add? I, I, I know you already spoke on uh, on Coach. Man, just what, what Kevin just said, man. Be open-minded to the situation and do your research too, man. Just don't listen to what ESPN is regurgitating day after day, Fox Maybe. Sports. Right. Don't just listen. Don't just take our word for it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> exactly. The internet has more <laughs> than just Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you got Google too. That's your friend right there. Mm-hmm. So research this man, what he's done in his career, and it, and just realize that it takes more than one person to win. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he's a generational talent, great guy, but it takes more than one person to win games. And you know, he wasn't the just the only person on that field winning those games. So man, you know, keep an open mind about that as well. But mm-hmm. man, I, like I said, I, I think he's. Man, we we want somebody experienced. You know, you can you can talk about a college co- coach all day, every day, if you want. You know, but I don't really want a college coach. I don't really want a, want a coordinator. You know, this guy is proving. You know what he can do in this league. So that that's who I want next, as far as him, McCarthy. I think he I think he fits the bill with it. Everything that we want right now. So my my thing would be this: Who would be our our DC? Who would be, who would be our defensive coordinator? And and would McCarthy keep Scott Turner around because Scott has a great relationship with Cam already? I think you got to keep Scott at this point, man. You know, you look at what he's been doing. You know, he's been a little bit more creative than his father the last yeah, few weeks. If true. you take notice of that, that's true. You know, as far as Curtis Samuel, you'll be we've been calling for it all year. You know, the guy has to get his ball in his hands. If you're not gonna pass it to him, I know there was one play, man. They actually handed it off to him in the backfield. You know, that I mean just. He didn't get many yards off of it, but it's showing that he's trying new things and he's being more creative. So mm-hmm. as far as offensive coordinator, I think you have to keep him. As far as defensive coordinator, man, you know, we we, we got to look around a little bit right now. There, there's some options to be made. So uh, as you know, man, you got a lot of work to do in the defense. I don't have an answer for that right now. So I'm not just going to shout out a name. Kevin might be able to give you a better answer with that. But, man, as far as offensive coordinator, I think that's a deadlock. You got to keep Scott for mm-hmm. sure. Kevin, 
Yeah, as far as defense coordinator goes, uh, someone that I've mentioned to you guys in the chat, uh, particularly as I mentioned um, earlier with the uh, with the IG live, Tim, that mm. you know, as far as someone that's a f- uh, that kind of favors the three four hybrid mm. uh, that we tried to move over to. Um, I'm a fan of Rex Ryan actually as a defensive coordinator. Uh, you look at his background and 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 pedigree. You know, he came from the um, you know Baltimore Ravens, and and you know their stellar defense is doing you know doing you know their their prime years with uh with Ray Lewis and and, and Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. You know they uh, he definitely knows all about the uh, the three four and, and these hybrid fronts. Uh, definitely responsible for putting together some of the, you know, the top defenses, you know, in the past, you know, 15, 20 years. And even when he went to, you know, head coaching jobs with the uh, New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills, you know, always had very strong defenses, but, you know, never had, you know, the uh, offense and the skill players um, to to challenge New England to, to overtake it. But you look at his resume – uh, he's someone that defensively always gave Tom Brady and, and New England fits. And, and if you can, you know, if you can, you know, trade wits with Belichick and Brady and the only reason they beat you is because you don't have a quarterback. Hmm. You know, I, I would think that a guy like him would, would love to get a hold of a, a talents like Luke Keekley, Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, and if we're able to resign, you know, someone such as a, uh, you know, James Bradbury, mm-hmm. um, even Dante Jackson. You know, I, I believe that Rex would come with a type of energy and swag that would relate to the players. And, you know, he's someone that, you know, stands up for his players. You know, he'll he'll cuss you out, but he also, you know, uh, congratulations and celebrate with you as well. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of uh, Rex Ryan. I know currently he's on uh, ESPN as a as an analyst, does a great job breaking down. Uh, he also uh, is petty on the low key when you listen to how he comments, uh, particularly, you know, how he um, um, quarterback for the uh, Browns. Um, oh, yeah, Mayfield. What's his name? Oh, Baker. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, Baker Mayfield. You know, him and Rex Ryan had a little <laughs> back and Baker. forth. And, you know, but he called him out for the truth. And, you he know, and, and, and Baker couldn't handle that. So yeah, I, right. I, I like right. what Rex Ryan brings personality-wise. And X and O wise um, here as well, and I and I think that uh, you know, depending on who we hire, I, I think that with his defensive knowledge and background, and and like his energy and his knowledge, I I, I think it would be a good fit if we were to uh, maintain this uh, hybrid front. Uh, like I said before, folks, I can't wait. Like I said before, I cannot wait to the off season. Um, this, this previous off season was kind of exciting, you know, cause Cam was coming off, coming off that, sh- that shoulder. And, uh, you know, we, we were looking at McCaffrey and we, 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 we thought, well, we signed what we thought was going to be some key pieces to the offensive line. And we got Gerald and yikes. Now we might have a Super Bowl winning coach as our head coach, um, who won a Super Bowl as head coach, mind you. Uh, we could potentially have Rex Ryan, um, you know, architect of of the, the AFC defense that used to, like like Kevin mentioned, used to used to screw with you know Brady and and Belichick's heads and things of that nature. Man, I mean, it, oof, it, 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 I mean these 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 are these are good things. These these things could be wonderful. 
um, hopefully we can get some get the right pieces in line on the on the trenches and and uh, take care of business. But I, I would like I would like McCarthy. I, I would really like that if he's if if, the, if that kind of mind has been studying offensive trends of today with the, with this type of skill set in the backfield on you know on, on the edge and wow that'd be that'd be awesome that would be awesome. Um, so last game of the season, folks, New Orleans Saints. <sighs> what to do? What to do? Now, this is a home game, correct? Yes, sir. This will be the uh, home game. This will be the 2019 season finale. And um, with the Saints having a decent shot at possibly if things happen with other teams, um, could possibly get the uh, number one overall seed in the NFC. Uh, trust me, they're coming um, guns blazing uh, this coming Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah. You going to be there, Kev, of course? Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I got to keep the streak going, man. Every home game since 2011. You know how I do. That's right. You heard that, folks. So what's your excuse? Get your ass to the game. Quit playing games. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Breeze coming through. Um, this defense can't couldn't stop a nosebleed with a sledgehammer. I don't know what what we're gonna do, bro. What's 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 the plan, Canardo? You think you think we have a chance with Will Greer at the helm and this O line? They don't have an icebergs chance in hell this weekend, man. Mm. It's just uh, like Kevin just said, man. They they still have a chance, man, to get that that number one seed in the NFC. So they're they're gonna come out, you know, with a vengeance, and they they're mm. gonna try to embarrass us like they always do. They already don't like us as it is. So I, I just don't see a scenario where we even come out looking good. I, I don't I don't even see that. Mm. So, I mean, I I think even if they played their second string, it would be a problem. Mm. That's that's just where I'm at. That, that's how bad we are. A bad team. Not a mediocre team. Not an OK team. A bad, bad team. team. <laughs> and, you know, you, we are going to find a way. I mean, we don't even have to find a way to lose. They, they just going to give it to us just like that, man. You're right. Michael Thomas, if you got any more records to break, man, have at it, bro. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's just what it is. You know, he's <laughs> man, that's there's nothing else I can say about this team, man. It's just the effort's not there. The passion isn't, you know, that the locker room is in disarray. You've got leaders, you know, voicing their opinions out to the media right now. It's just a cluster F right now. I, I'm not gonna curse anymore. <laughs> but um, it's just not a good look, man. Um the coach. You know, Perry, he just doesn't have things under control. It's just, and it's an array of things. It's not just one person that you can point to and be like, okay, man, that's the culprit right there. It's it's everyone. So I'm not even going to just entertain giving a final score. I'm not even going to entertain that, man. It's not fair. Don't do but, it. But um, I do know that Breeze is going to have a field day. He is going to have a field day. I mean, I'm talking about it's, it's, it might be some some record type of crap going on this weekend as far as he's concerned. Michael Thomas is going to do what he does. Kamara, he he probably is going to wake up this game too. Uh, the only thing I want to see is as far as McCaffrey going to get that 1,000, man, as far as the receiving it goes, if it takes you a half or whatever, and get the hell out of that game, man. Yep. I'm going to say it's, it's not even worth it at this point for him to stay in there. And I know he's a very fiery, competitive individual, but yeah. get his behind up out of there mm -hmm. after he gets that 1,000 yards receiving. And I do think it'll take him 
about the first half to do that. And once he does that, that's cool. At this point, it's not even about, you know what I'm saying, winning the game or whatnot. I just want to see what we have at this point. I want to see more of Will Greer and the things that, you know, he can capitalize on. You know, like I said, I, there were some things that I were impressed with. You know, when you see that open lane, just go for it. Yeah. Go for that first down or whatever it is, man. Yeah. Continue to just, you know, perfect your craft in that game and get that game experience so you see how fast the game is now. So continue to improve on that. This may be the last game we see Greg Golson in a Carolina Panthers uniform. So, I mean, I'm just, these are the things that I'm looking at. Yeah. You know, I thank him for his service and all the years that he's given us and just the things he's done to the community. He's, he's a great man, a great human being, not just a great player. It probably will be the last time that we see him. You know, some other guys that, you know, Vernon Butler, you know, hey, yes, I mean, some of these guys take a good look at this team right now because it's going to look very different yes. next year. Drastically. Take a good look. And if you're a fan <laughs> of some of these people, you're a fan of Irvin, you're a fan of McCoy, you're a fan of Butler, you're a fan of Greg Olson. Take a good look at these guys, man. Because I'm telling you right now, because after this game on Sunday, man, it's, it's, man, it's going to be some chaos going on. Mm. Man. And Bank of America Stadium. I guarantee you that. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of blood and pulp going on <laughs> after this game. And rightfully so. They deserve that. Right after up. the product that they put on the field. And I know that we talked about we had great expectations at the beginning of the season. But that, that's a lesson to us right there, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Martin, you know, Herney, you know, he, he brought in some key pieces. And, you know, McCoy, I was very excited about that. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you brought in some other pieces as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh. You still have to play the game at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And Mike Tyson, one of my favorite players of all time, you know, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Yeah, that's real. And when you get hit in the mouth, man, you know, it's all about how you're going to react. Yeah. Are you going to be stunned for a little bit and you're going to get back up off that canvas and you're going to fight back? Or, or are you going to lay down for the count? And right now, they 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 got stunned early on and they, 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 they out for the count right now, man. So... That's just where I'm at. I'm, like I said, not going to entertain a final score for this game. I'm just going to be watching some things. Like I said, definitely salute because I do think it'll be the last time we see Greg Olson in a Carolina Panthers uniform. That's a fact. He's out of here. And he's got other things to do besides playing for a franchise that just wants to, you know, that's getting ready to rebuild. Yeah. He doesn't want to rebuild right now. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's past that. He's played in the Super Bowl. You know, he he's had a thousand yard seasons. He's yeah. done everything. Just about everything there is to accomplish. He's accomplished. Yeah. So why should he stick it out a few more years? And, you know, and bust this behind in training camp mm -hmm. and do all of those things to get prepared for another season when that could be another end result next year. Yeah. Which is probably going to be bad next year, too. Yeah. It's just, just keep it funky with you. Yeah. But, uh, man, just, you know, just kind of guys, you know, I know it's going to be hard. But just, just take a good look at the team on Sunday and enjoy yourself with your family, or your friends at the bar, wherever you may be watching the game or live. You might be at the stadium with Kevin. But take a good look. Because after that game strikes zero on Sunday, man, I'm telling you, man, David Tepper, man, he's, he's going to roll his sleeves Ooh. up and go to work, man. Mm -hmm. You're going to see some things happen that you don't. <laughs> man, you, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be a very uncomfortable situation but it has to be done and it had to be done at some point yes absolutely kevin well yes uh, week 17 uh <laughs> it's ironic since we've been here they done dropped the prices even lower no so, no <laughs> uh 
Earlier today, uh, lowest price was $40. Now it's $35. And actually, that's in my section, section 550, oh. row 22, which is three rows in front of me because I'm section 550, row 25. So, you, you know, if it's, if it's anything like what happened when we went to Atlanta, folks, I'll say wait till Saturday or ahead, even Sunday morning, depending on how far you, you got to come and mm-hmm. <laughs> just purchase your tickets. You know, because when we got to Atlanta, tickets were like, $28 that Friday night. And when we woke up that Sunday morning, it was $16. So, hey, you know, it, it could very well, <laughs> you know, drop down even lower into the 20s. So, you know, if you're just a diehard Carolina Panther fan or you just want the experience of saying you was at the stadium and went to a game, uh, if you want to enjoy the experience for everything outside of expecting to win, then, you know, economically, I know it's the holidays. So if you need something to treat yourself or something that's mm-hmm. uh, very cost effective, I mean, treat yourself to coming to yeah. uh, coming to the stadium, man. I'm, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I, I don't want to spend that you know, money. You know, I have no, you know, my optimism left. You know, when we lost at home to Atlanta, um, so you know, I don't have any uh, silver lining to sell you guys on to even give you a remote possibility. Now, the only thing that I will say because it's factual, we're pretty much the same. Roster we have now, we did take New Orleans while they was at home down to, um, uh, you know, it was, a, you know, we lost that game 38-35. Yeah. You know, and the only thing that's really changed is the quarterback. Same offensive line, same defensive line. So, um, you know, we got them on grass instead of turf. But, you know, hey, they, they went to Tennessee, who's a much more better team, and they pretty much um, mm. showed that they uh, – they, they are motivated to show that they can win outside. So, you know, potentially could be competitive, but, you know, not likely based on what's on the line, you know, because I think one of the tiebreakers could be, you know, points scored. So don't be surprised if the Saints don't try to run up the score on us. You know, it it could, uh, you know, like Cardano said, it could could turn into be something very ugly. We could be looking at a potentially another 40, possibly 50-burger Dropped on us at home. So if you just want to enjoy a post-Christmas breakaway, three hours, and just be in a different setting, you know, put your feet up on the chair in front of you because likely it's going to be empty. <laughs> True. Hey, come down to Bank of America, get you a ticket, and uh, take a last look at this uh, 2019 team. I mean, obviously, you know, when they're on defense, cheer on third down and and you know, you know, and, you know, like they say, any given Sunday. But um, realistically, here, I really don't have any logical faith to even, you know, believe that myself. You know, as as much as it is a possibility, I, I just don't have it. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Saints. They uh, Saints are playing for the possible number one seed, and. Uh, you know, it's all about pride. I think something that Will mentioned in a previous podcast is that he wants the uh, one thing that not only the uh, Mr. Tepper is looking at, but whoever potentially could be our next coach is going to look at the effort we put in um, at on the very last game. Who still who wants who's still playing like they want to be here? Who's still getting excited and pumped up and hyped after a tackle or after making a big play? Who's still just excited about the game of football? And that's something I want to look at here. I, I, you know, I, I've been asking for it for the last few 
several weeks since this losing streak. I would just like us to see us to play a game where we don't do the mistakes ourselves to uh, to cause loss. If, if we can play a game with uh, no turnovers and maybe one or two penalties and we still get beat, I can deal with that. But when it's eight or nine penalties and four or five turnovers and six or seven sacks, I, I, uh, I, it's, it's just hard. It's just hard to stomach. I, I can take, you know, losing to the better team because they were the better team, but uh, helping the better team because, you know, we're just inept to getting out of our own way is uh, just definitely hard to uh, hard to swallow. So, uh, heck, I'll put a score out there. Um, New Orleans Saints 49, Carolina 17. Interesting. That's gracious of you. <laughs> I don't think we're going to score a touchdown. That's just me. But like you said, though, man, we have the same personnel, basically, as the last time we put up 35. So, I mean, it, who knows, man? You know, rival games are crazy. Rival rival games are crazy. But um, Yeah, they are because even when we played them early, I mean, they were still playing for one and having one of the uh, top records then. So, really, you know, I don't see them even being any too much more motivated to try to win the game now as they were back then. It's not like they were, you know, not, didn't have nothing to play for uh, when we met them uh, back on uh, November 24th, you know, just a month ago, you know, still vying for one of the top records in the, uh, in the, NF in the NFC. I, I think they uh, clinched the vision after they beat us or the next game after that. But, um, you know, with the same squad, we, we took them to the wire. So potential could be a competitive game. Um, I'm just not going to be foolishly optimistic to to put that out there. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, I'll be I'll be a little optimistic, man. You know, maybe maybe these guys are going to bring the wood last game at home. You know, Alvin, Alvin Kamara didn't get off on his last game like, like he uh, like he normally does. So I, I'm, I'll be looking for him to get off a little bit on this. Uh, I'm I'm going to say. Because they got to put up points, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say it's going to be like thirty. It's going to be thirty-eight twenty. We we I don't see a scratch in twenty-four, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Hell, it'd be nice if we win the damn game, shoot. <laughs> but I just I just don't see it, man. I I'm not quite sure that locker room is going to is going to shore up and bring that competitive spirit on all phases. Um, especially after after what I've what I've heard from from. The, some of those veterans, man, and just the body language. I don't know. I don't know, man. But I, but I'm I'm gonna hope for the best. I'm gonna hope for the best. And and folks, if you go down there on Sunday, you got enjoy yourselves. Um, there could be a, a bunch of bunch of fellow Panther fans down there, and it's a rival game. You know, um, I'm sure I'm sure everybody's gonna gonna have big boxes of Bojangles and some. And some, you know, homemade chili and some chicken chilies and, you know, all kind of stuff, man. You know, barbecue and all. Just, just enjoy yourself with the fellow Panther fans and and uh, man, keep pounding. Get loud in there. Right on. All right, guys, you got um, any uh, closing remarks? Yeah, I got some, but uh, if Cornado got some, he can go first. All right, G. And just fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is it. You know, this is the finale. You know, whether we like, you know, or dislike the way that things went this season, and obviously we disliked it. 
you know, th this is it right here. But like I said, man, once again, man, you know, a lot of things happened this season. It's just, man, it's been a, a whirlwind. You know, we've lost our longtime head coach in Ron Rivera. We miss him. We love him. Did a lot of great things for us. There are going to be several more players, man, you know, just that are going to be here next year. So thank them for their services, man. Take one good look at them again and you know that that's going to be that. But, you know, just, uh, man, if we want to be champions one day, you know, the, these are the type of seasons that you've got to have every once in a while. You know, you look at a lot of organizations across the league. They were not always a good team. We already talked about one of them, knowing the Patriots. They were not always a good team. Yeah, and I know in the 90s, they were terrible. I, I remember that as a little kid vividly, how bad they were. But you look at them now. No Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they've been a consistent franchise, but they've had their their bad seasons as well. So, you know, don't don't take this as, you know, just us. You know, we we just laying down and, you know, I mean, hey, man, we, we still haven't had back-to-back -back winning seasons. So the, these are things that we need to correct right now, and it is going to be corrected. You just got to trust the process. I, I know I... Sound like a broken record player right now, but hey, you know, just this is what we got to go through, guys. You know, you, you got you got to go through the furnace, you got to go through the fire, you know, in order to turn into gold, man. And I think that is going to happen, and you know, it's, it's just going to take some time. But enjoy the game, <laughs> you know. Whether what, no matter what happens, if you're going to be there, you're traveling, you know, be safe on the highways and byways as you travel to the Bank of America Stadium, and try to have a good time with it, man. And that's it. But um. It's definitely been a forgettable season, but brighter days are coming in Carolina. And we will hear Sweet Carolina being played a lot of times in the future. A lot of times, man. So, man, just keep your heads up, everyone. God bless. Kim? Yeah, as far as my, yeah, as far as my closing remarks, just some things that, uh, that was released prior to us coming out here. Uh, it's been confirmed that wide receiver DJ Moore is in concussion protocol. Um, you know, this happened as a result of Sunday's game. Uh, the situation with Vernon Butler at this time will be handled internally. And uh, as far as any discipline from the club, it just seems like it's, you know, they're going to deal with it in-house as of right now. Uh, you know, for those that say we should release them after that, uh, it, it, that'd be like, you know, you know, cutting our own self off because that would affect our ability to get a comp pick if we did that. So, Personally, I say have them inactive or just don't just don't play them. Probably inactive, but you know we'll see. Depending on how many healthy bodies uh, we got, but he uh, definitely doesn't deserve to play, in my opinion. Um, and also here, you know, for those of us that are Christian Miller fans, uh, you know the the uh, rookie we drafted out of Alabama mm -hmm. uh, was asked why he hasn't played much, and uh, what it says here based on what the uh, Coach uh, Fowell said, uh, Christian Miller has played in just seven games all season, has not been active since week 13 lost to Washington. Uh, Coach Fowell says that it's clear that some, of us, that some of the other players are more game ready, ready than he is at this point in time. He's improving and trying to improve in every day aspect. We're trying to get him bigger and stronger, obviously, so he has an opportunity to get on the field so he can be successful. So for those of us that's been asking about Christian Miller, he is healthy, but according to coach, he's not game ready. I don't know if he means from an X and O standpoint or just uh, physically. He's only played in seven games. He's been inactive uh, the last three games. So, yeah, we'll uh, something to look forward to is uh, 
hit in the offseason. I definitely hope that uh, the injuries are behind him. I, I definitely think he has a high ceiling, a high upside, and, um, you know, just definitely look forward um, to seeing what, uh, what lays ahead. Uh, but overall, uh, as, you know, as I wrap up my closing remarks, I, uh, I just simply want to thank, you know, all the fans of the four-man rush for, you know, vibing with us and, and, you know, making us the success that we're becoming. And we're glad that you're right with us in the early stages because it's only going to go up from here. And you can say that you was a part of the four-man rush in this uh, infancy. But as we uh, mature and evolve into, you know, being, you know, a long-term entity of Carolina Panther social media, uh, you're definitely going to enjoy this ride. We're about to take you guys on. So I just want to say personally from my heart, and I'm sure I speak the sentiments for the rest of everybody else associated with the four-man rush, mm-hmm. uh, we thank you guys. Uh, make sure you tell your, your friends about us. They don't even have to be Panther fans. They just like good, you know, in-depth, you know, talk about football, X and O's, logic, and things like that. Tell them to come check us out. We uh, we definitely uh, enjoy, you know, having all types of fans. Uh, you know, Panther fans are not to uh, interject with us. So I just want to say that and uh, definitely wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas and a, and a Happy New Year as well. Right on, man. Well said. Well said. Yeah, well, I, yeah. You're you're right. You definitely speak for for all of us when 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 you say that we we're really appreciative of the uh, the Panther Nation and all um, all our listeners um, and followers of the Four Man Rush. Um, we're we're more than just Carolina Panther football, even though that's ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> um, you know, we 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 definitely dig into the X and X's and O's of football as a whole, um, and you know. There's a lot of ex-football players out there who, you know, um, don't necessarily talk about the game in, in detail um, um, since they left the left the locker room. And, you know, we try to bring that we're trying to bring that appeal back to you. Um, coaches, players, parents of football players, you know, the four man rush is here for you. Absolutely. Um, so on behalf of the uh, the four-man rush, um, Kevin Canardo and myself, Timmy Vio, we'd like to thank you guys again for dropping by and checking out the four-man rush podcast. Um, if you're not um, aware of the Instagram live um, pregame, so to say, pregame chat that, that we have here uh, um, on, on the four-man rush podcast before we start recording, um, head on over to our, uh, our Instagram, uh, Instagram page. Um, and, uh, you know, subscribe, like you'll get a notification when we, whenever we go live or whenever we post anything. Um, and, uh, come on, man, we, we have, we have fun. We have fun pregame chat, man. You know, just, you know, just, um, going back and forth with, uh, my Panther fans and, you know, just, just having a nice Q and a, um, you know, just, just talking football. It's good stuff. And we, we normally translate that to the, uh, to the podcast as a whole. So. Um, yeah, come on over to Instagram Live. Um, obviously, you need to you, you need to uh, make sure that you're following us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, and most importantly, check out our website at the uh, at www excuse me www.thefourmanrush.com. Um, all kind of up to date articles and um, uh, tailgate information, all kind of stuff on uh, Carolina Panther football there. Um, so. Whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're taking care of those around you. 
Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. Well, I'm a little early, but I like to celebrate. Happy Holidays, guys, from the four-man rush. And as always, keep pounding. Clear! (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good. Appreciate it, man. Practice. Again, I'm practicing, man. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Yeah, we ran we ran cover three tonight. Uh, a tribute a tribute to Ron Rivera, his favorite scheme, the cover three. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Larry, son. <laughs> very, man, true, should, very true, though. Very true. Made just, it happen. Yeah, man. I, I wanted to interject that at the in, in the podcast, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Tim, you yeah you got the deep middle, man. Carnado got the idle thirds, man. You know, just yeah. try to keep everything in front of us. You know, we're not gonna pull a Bradbury and jump on. Yeah, you know, right. raps and yeah. Man, don't do that underneath shit. Like you like to uh, let everybody else get that underneath shit. Right. <laughs> right. Biting. Man. <laughs> yeah, good show, fellas, man. Yeah, yeah, they, that, yeah. that was a good one. That was, man. Yeah. That was that was a good a good live session too, man. These cats really uh these cats really know that shit, man. They they listening. Yeah, that's on your one. Yeah, just knows their stuff, man. That's good. She love it, we are in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill the covers and do we come The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.